Hello, this is Lani's grandmother. I'm her Lola. It, and I'm just saying that it's good to listen to Pogi Podcast because if you like all the video games and all the culture and toys and all of that, then you're at the right place. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Am I famous now? Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're just hanging out with my good friend Tina and we talk about all things video games, specifically about what her favorite games are. Uh, In the middle of the podcast, there was a technical difficulty and we lost connection. Uh, So there is a little bit of disconnect in the conversation and you'll hear that um, if you're listening to the podcast. And just know that there was there and we we did our best to fix it, but um, it's there. uh, But the conversation still flows and we have a lot of fun. And I hope you guys have fun listening to this. If you guys have any questions or comments that you guys want to leave, if you guys have the Anchor app, you guys can leave us voice comments. Uh, Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. We'll put them on the next podcast and we'll talk about that. All right. Hope you guys enjoy what you guys are about to listen to. Thank you so much. Hey, good morning. (laughs) Good morning. It's definitely not the morning. It's about <laughs> nine o'clock over here in Arizona. But uh, this is the first episode of Pogi Hangouts. Uh, not the first episode of Pogi uh, podcast or anything like that. But we're just trying something and just to kind of see how it goes. Um, so here I have uh, my good friend, one of my best friends, Tina. Tina, hey. how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. I, you and I have talked about podcasting for what seems like ever. Almost and, two years, I feel like. Yeah, maybe longer. I don't know. Yeah, probably solidly for the last two years. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I feel like we've done one together. We did. And it didn't really see the light of day, which I was super sad about because I was it was a great conversation. And uh, I just it was back and forth and it was funny and it was good. And I was hoping that we would have been able to continue that. But hey, I'm excited about this one. So yeah. You know, we were, uh, Jason and I were talking about that one. Uh, for those of you listening, like there was a long time ago before uh, Mass Effect Andromeda came out and we were all super stoked about Mass Effect uh, Andromeda. Uh, and <laughs> this, we were just hanging out. Just to reiterate, about, this is before it came out. Okay. Keep way continue. before it came out. <laughs> so yeah, we were just talking about how excited we were and how much we loved Mass Effect. Right. Uh, but, and I feel it's funny now because, you know, yeah. Now I feel like we should, we should have we should revisit that topic. And, <laughs> I think just, we should, and, and just talk about Mass Effect again. Yeah, I think we uh, should. We'll do that with Jason though, because he's he's a good one for that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably. I still have the audio for that Mass Effect one. So oh, I good. Put that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do I that. saved it on my Google Drive. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think it's good. To, that is probably a really good idea. Um, next next time we can get Jason in here to talk about it because. Um, I, I mean, obviously it's been, you know, it's out now and I, I've played it a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but I think that it'll be interesting to see how, you know, the difference between then and now. So that's cool. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you beat it? Um, actually I just, I literally just got it, um, yesterday. Um, so you you probably got a good price for it then. Yeah, it was a very good price. Um, and I did start, I, I built a character. That's one of my favorite things um to do and I did um 
I got like on the I, I did I did start it, so it's it's not like I haven't played it at all, but yeah. Yeah. I uh I bought it when it first came out. I bought the digital deluxe edition. Ooh. So I paid seventy dollars for it and I yeah. can't get that seventy dollars back. Like I couldn't even trade it in. No. And I <laughs> I tried so hard to like it. Um and you know, like yeah, creating a character was fun and uh I even tried to create uh Ashley in the game and try to make her my protagonist. Yeah. Uh and even she couldn't save the game. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and there are th- there there are some redeeming qualities about that game, but just on the whole, it just it just falls flat. Right. Yeah, but we don't have to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, so you listened to our first podcast, right? I did. I listened. It took me. Uh, um, I, as you know, I'm in college right now, so it was a, a very nice little break for me. I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast and see what these guys talked about, and I was so like. I don't know. I got chills listening to you guys talk. I was like, why am I not there? It's so yeah. awesome. That kind of thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, the first one was great. You guys are, it was good topics, good conversation. Loved it. Yeah. I'm surprised that Jason and I can hold the conversation for that long. <laughs> you can be kind of chatty. Come on now. Yeah. Well, I know I can, but I just, I just didn't know how we would play off of each other. So I'm happy that it came off really well. Yeah. Uh, and we did want you there, but I, j- I never said anything. Uh, but I think I told you afterwards that it felt weird not having you there, right? Yeah, I I, I appreciate that. And it's not like I expected <laughs> to be like, I wasn't butthurt or anything that I wasn't invited, but I am so excited to be a part of it. Um, I, I mean, not that I'm going to toot my own horn, but you guys have we all have very unique perspectives about our topics. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so just adding, I think adding my perspective and my opinions and my mix into it is just going to be that much more fun. Yeah, and then and I know that uh, I've always tried to include you in anything I was doing. Like before when I wanted to do the uh, the live streaming and the game recording mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Uh, you were there. Um, it just... It just never worked out. So like, yeah, so it almost feels like legit, like almost like two years. And then now I feel like I have enough resources, enough tools and enough uh, motivation just to kind of keep going. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad that the, you know, I'm glad that you're excited and I'm glad that everybody else is having a good time too. A couple of other people told me um, they, they texted me and they said that they really enjoyed it. So good. Yeah, even some some people I work with who I feel like would never listen to a game podcast or a technology podcast. Right. They uh, they enjoyed it. So well, cool. I'm excited. I I'm super stoked to be here. I'm, let me tell you, I'm sitting at my desk right now in my office, and I have post-it notes in front of me, little reminders, and the big one right in the middle literally says podcast. So nice. Yeah, fate, kismet, whatever you want to call it. All right. So I guess if we can get started, like, uh, you know, I, this is just the hangouts, right? We're just going to have a conversation. Um, and, and it's normally going to, it's going to be specifically between me and you, Tina, right? Okay. Uh, I might cue out to like listeners, um, just to kind of fill them in. Cause if we start to go into a topic that almost feels like too personal, then, then we might just kind of have to like take a back and then just say <laughs> for the record, like this, 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 right? Yeah. 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 That's okay. cool. That's yeah, cool. you know, yeah, you know, you're, know. you're a conversationalist. <laughs> so uh, I was excited. Um, I brushed my teeth for this podcast, and I don't know if that makes a difference or anything like that. But well, you sound very fresh. Thank you. That's yeah. what I was going for. That's okay. what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, shoot, just how the heck have you been? <sighs> I have been good. Um, uh, like I said before, for the listeners, I am a senior level in college. I've got four classes left um, before I graduate. So it's been, it's been, gosh, when I'm done, it'll be a little over three and a half years. So, I mean, I think that was a lot of our, from my end, delays in kind of, you know, getting this kind of thing up and running. I mean, um, just because time, my Lord. Um, and then, of course, the the higher you get in your classes, your 400 level classes, suddenly your homework turns into a full time job. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. I'm excited. Um, I actually have one more thing to do for before um, I am done with my spring session. So I will when I'm done, <laughs> when we're done here, I'm going to work on that a little bit tonight. And that's my final. So, um, yeah, I've just been, you know, school, school life work school mom work that's pretty much my life I I this last two weeks I've been kind of sneaking in a little bit more game time um just because uh my college is very project-based which is super nice I don't have to write a lot of papers um Mm -hmm. so if I'm done then I'm like okay hey ooh, I've I've got some some free game time it's interesting because we just got god of war you guys talked about that on the last podcast and I've yeah, been, i played that a lot today actually. i've been playing a little bit of that um like i said i started the um mass effect andromeda and i was playing um some far cry 5 too until we got god of war so i put that one on hold um to play the other one are you are you somebody who uh, cares about beating a game or is it just like you just want to play it for the experience just to get the fun and then once your fun's over then you're done and you're okay with never seeing that game ever again it really depends on the game i i do care about the game if i do here's here's the thing if i do care about the game mm-hmm. um i want to not only finish it i want all the achievements i want to find all of the little eggs um and literally like um for example in god of war there's figurines and toys that you can find right so now i'm like okay if anything i'm gonna get through this game i'm gonna get all these freaking figurines and toys um so yeah so if i if i really am into a game i'm like okay now we're gonna get like a hundred percent seeing like 95.6 percent of a game completion like gives me anxiety (laughs) yeah yeah but but i feel like with a game like that where they have like all the easter eggs and the little collectible things that you do Mm -hmm. uh for me like it's so hard for me to like after i beat the story to feel compelled to like (laughs) go back in and search for those little things oh no i i will go back if i really really enjoyed the game i will go back and finish it uh horizon zero dawn is an example um I because you can finish the game and then you can still play the game and I went back and made sure that I got finished all the little um collectible items that you had to do now that game I did not do did you play that game I haven't beat it yet and see and and that's another one where I feel like I need to I want to because I really did enjoy my experience with it yeah uh but it just like I got it at a time when there was so much other stuff going on that I didn't get a really I didn't have like a chance to really sit down with it um and then uh the time when I did have when I did take the time to sit down with it then like 
like two weeks later, like work started up again. So yeah. like, well, yeah. it's definitely a time investing game. There's a lot of um, like, once you find places you can quick travel, but you know, you, it takes you a while to get around the game. Yeah. Um, but that is one game that I loved, 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 like loved, like it made me cry. I loved it so much. Um, but the, the, the hunter sections of the game, they're mm-hmm. like trials, hunting trials. <laughs> I do not shoot well under pressure. Yeah. I get a little panicky. And uh-huh. so I just skipped all of this. So that is one game that as much as I love it, it will not be 100% because I did not do any of the hunting trials. <laughs> well, like, have you have you played Monster Hunter World? I... I um, started it rented it for a day just to kind of see if it was going to be worth the the you know spending the money yeah. on it um and i it to me it's a game that i would play and also for uh one of my older sons drew he would play that as well i think it we will get it but i did not buy it i feel like when you compare uh you know if you were to compare like horizon with like a game like monster hunter uh it's almost the same game except like monster hunter is just those hunting missions yes uh, and that's it. That's all their game. Yeah. That, that's all. That's There's the no whole game, story, you know? right? It's just getting all these things. Hey, go kill these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and uh, when I when I think about what I did play with Horizon, and when I think about like Monster Hunter, uh, I was terrible at Horizon. I'm okay, and I'm terrible at Monster Hunter. Like I'll be the first to admit it. But it's all of like the pre-planning that you have to do before you go into a hunt. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you like you see that big monster. Yeah. And you can't just like run up and kill it. No. Like, you definitely have to like plan strategy it out. for sure. Yeah. yeah. There, I remember because you know we only got basically one day's worth of gameplay for the Monster Hunter, and you're in this like I'm in this like caverny type thing, and there was at least six dinosaurs coming at me from all sides and you know i'm a brand new character i have very 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 little weapons and i have no idea how the game mechanics play you know and just suddenly i'm just like wait a minute what i was not prepared for this did i miss something i missed a tutorial i you know i had no idea what was going on so yeah it i mean i really loved horizon for its story the story Mm -hmm. was ridiculous and the emotions that you could that that the story pulled from you as a gamer yeah. Um, I, and I liked the gameplay too. It was very unique. It was not like any other game I think that I've ever played prior to that. So, what did you think of uh, Ashley Birch? Do you know who that is? I do know who that is uh, because yeah. I love the Borderlands series, and she oh, yeah. she did the voice of Tiny Tina. You know, so her, uh, her brother and her was brother like wrote the, the yeah wrote the yeah. two I think two Borderlands two and three maybe. Um, okay. And some of the DLCs. So I actually. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Is there a three? Is there a Borderlands three? Yeah, there's. I think. Four... Well, Borderlands three is the, like the. Um... The pre sequel. Yeah, the pre sequel. You're oh, right. Okay. okay. Um, but he okay. also did write some of the DLCs for two. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I do know who she is, and I once I realized who she was, they have a um they had a video series. The Hey Ash, what you playing? Hey Ash, what you playing? So I, I was going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so I watched all of those and I loved it. Um, I even I own a movie that she was in. I haven't actually watched it, but I was a I was such a fan of her work on Hey Ash and and, and these mm-hmm. voiceover things. Um, that I bought this movie. She was like, "Hey, I'm in a movie. Buy it, kind of thing." It's an independent movie. I I could yeah. I don't even remember what it's called. 
Um, and then when I realized that she was, um, gosh, you're going to hate me because I care. Aloy. Yeah. I, I was like, man, Aloy. this girl sounds, her voice sounds really familiar. What is it? And I was so excited to just once again, play a game that she, she is epic with her voice. I mean, she like the portrayal of the emotions in the character. She's really, yeah. great. she's really great. See for, for me, uh, I, uh, when I used to watch Hey, Ask What You're Playing, I used to I used to go to GameTrailers.com, like, religiously all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, like, uh, GameTrailers would, like, sponsor that, like, little sponsor Hey, Ash. So then, uh, you know, you like, that's where I would watch it. Yeah. And I used to hate it. Like, I'm like, man, this is, like, low quality. It's, it's ridiculous. It's boring. Uh, and then, but I would watch them all. Like, I, I watched <laughs> every one of them. I hate this, but I can't And then after a while, like, when, I forget which one it was, but... You know, uh, and it's the one where like the like their dad is trying to play a game. Oh yeah. And then like the the dad gets upset and he like throws the controller or whatever. Like, and then whenever his dad was there, like her dad was there, then it just became so funny. And then then I then I got hooked. And then I started to watch them because I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, you ever watch something just because you hate it and you got to watch it just because you want to like, yeah, I hate this, right? Like I still hate it. <laughs> That's that's how I that's how I started watching it, <laughs> and then now I'm like, yeah, I I love it. This is great, but that's all I knew Ash uh, Ashley Birch doing. That's all I knew that she did. And then uh, I was watching something on Horizon, and then they mentioned her name, and I you know by this time I forgot completely who she was. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then I looked up the name, and then then it popped up in my memory, and it all came back. And uh, now we're talking about her performance in horizon zero dawn like and you're right like like from what i remember from like hey ash to her as aloy like there's a complete maturity of not just like the character but you're right like her voice like the way that she could tell her story just with the emotion in her voice yeah uh was incredible um but i again i didn't beat the game so i'm sure that you got like the full breadth of all yeah uh, than i did well i mean obviously there's the ability uh, for to tell a story in their family. I mean, her brother is a great writer. Um, he and very funny, and sh- she's funny too. So I think that that just—I I don't know. Yeah, I agree. She's matured, and um, see, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of another thing that I've always been like, oh, what do you want to be, Tina, when you grow up? And a voice actor would be amazing. So yeah. just just listening to her and hearing that is is something that is. Um, yeah, I'm impressed. She did a great job. Have you ever uh, <laughs> stood in front of the mirror or when you're driving home or in the shower, just do like different voices? Well, when I, uh, when the boys were little and I would read stories, I always read the stories in different voices. Um, okay. And I have this ability and I don't know what it's called or if it has a, a name or whatever, but Tyler, my son, also has it where we can very easily mimic other people whether it's the in the like um the the inflections that they use in their voice like the, not just accents but also you know how they speak their speech patterns um yeah so and i've been doing this since i was in high school i mean so i have an ear for accents um but I have to like practice them, of course. Um, funny story, when I was in high school, um, I lived in Missouri 
Uh, my friend and mm-hmm. I went to Six Flags, um, Six Flags Mid America, and um, I had perfected a French accent. I went to France when I was thirteen, and so I had had heard it, and I kept working on it. So I was probably, I don't even remember how old I was, but I was in high school. Um, I we were in line for this stupid ride that was only thirty seconds, as they normally are. Um, but I spent like two hours, my friend and I did talking to this other girl in line who didn't know us, but I was using a French accent and the, and speaking English, but with the accent the whole time, this other girl, anytime she would ask me a question, she would ask my friend as if my friend needed to translate for me just because I was speaking in a different accent. It was the funnest two hours I think I'd ever had. It was hilarious. Um, so yeah, so I don't necessarily like practice in front of the mirror, but I do like to use the accents. And if I hear one and I try to, I try to like, if I'm having fun with, especially with Tyler, cause he's really good at it too. We can kind of go back and forth, um, you know, with Irish accents or whatever he's got, nice. he, he's really good. Like he, he catches on very quickly. I, uh, I do the same thing with my daughter. Uh, she, uh, she's five months old, so she has like a lot of stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each one has a different voice. Yeah. I mean, so they like have when, to. when I, when I pick them up and I play with the stuffed animal with my daughter, um, yeah, they all have a different voice. And I, I just thought I was being silly. My wife, Ashley really likes it. My wife, uh, but I wonder, like, I feel like I only just do, like, character voices, like, cartoon voices. Like, I don't think I could do anything like, you know, like, stretch my tone or my voice to add, like, emotion or add, like, kind of, like, a realistic character mm-hmm. in, in like, a thing. But if you want, like, a, you know, like, hi, folks, I'm the one that you want to get to here, here, <laughs> I could do that. You yeah. Know? So you uh, think you can only do characters versus um your yourself in, in a in an emotional sense of like conveying what's happening yeah could you do that in a character voice though i uh and that's the thing i wonder because you know like i go to comic con a lot and then i i sit down with the voice actors uh or you know i sit down at the the voice actor panels and they always talk about it's not about the voice like the it's not about the character voice it's like adding emotion to the voice that you have right yeah uh, and, and all of that, like um, Phil Lamar goes to Phoenix Comic Con often, and I, I love him and I always like sit down and listen to his stuff. And and he's a guy who can stretch his voice out to anything. And when he does a character voice, like he also does. Um, uh, I just lost his name. I just the guy from Futurama, the, the Jamaican guy in Futurama. Oh, I, Hermes. I actually, Hermes. side note, I've never actually watched that show. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I think you should do yourself a favor and at least just watch it. Okay. It's like one of the best shows ever. Okay. Anyway, like he'll do Hermes and Hermes is like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. He has a Jamaican accent. Yeah. But then, you know, like through the whole, like, you know, he can have an angry uh, Hermes. He can have like a sad one and like, you know, and stretch all that out. I just feel like with the characters or the voices that I do, they're just they're just one-liners you know uh oakland has uh, a little crab and it's like a little like three inch crab right it's a little tiny little guy mm-hmm. and uh we named him charles <laughs> and and <laughs> he goes my name is charles i'm from south carolina how do you do my lady oh but so i could do that but i don't know if i can make charles upset or whatever but 
I have faith in you. And I, that sounds, Charles sounds adorable, first of all. Um, Charles is a gentleman. Yeah. Well, and good. It's good for gentlemen to be vulnerable. So I don't know. Tell her some stories that make them sad every once in a while. See how it goes. Practice. We'll we'll see. Here's one of the things that I learned in school. Um, Things like drawing, voice acting, acting, anything that you, you would think, oh, my gosh, I'm not artistic or I'm not talented. That's crap because all of that stuff can be learned. All of it can be learned. It's not, it's not an innate skill. These are things that you can learn. So it just takes practice. It takes dedication. Let's practice. Yeah. Maybe I'll <laughs> practice. Maybe I'll practice. We'll see. <laughs> you know. Well, let me know if George, what was his name? Sorry. Is that his name? Made me forget his name. Oh my George. gosh, George. From South Carolina. From South Carolina. Let me know yeah. if he, uh, you know, ever decides to shed a few tears. Because Charles, his name was Charles. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charles from South Carolina. He sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you said you're playing God of War now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, currently I'm playing like three games. Um. Yeah. But yes, let's talk about. Let's I did talk about start God of God War, of War just yeah. because just because I'm playing that one too. Yeah. How far would you say that you're in? Um. I am not. I'm going to get a lot of this wrong. I, uh, I opened up the Lake of the Nine Realms. I don't remember the name of it. Um, and I just started exploring, like, the first section that you have to go. Should I look it up? I don't remember. Um, okay. I don't know. Have you, and, and I'm not trying to get, like, too spoilery for anybody else who hasn't played it. But have you encountered the witch? Yes. So I met the witch. Okay. We've, we left her place up the river, um, opened up. Basically, I feel like this, this whole time that I've played has still been a somewhat of a tutorial. Right. Um, so the world has just opened up. Um, and I think we're on our way now to, um, I, we have to go get something to unlock, um, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm into it, but I, I, not super far. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just past the witch. So like, you know how you get um, the little canoe mm-hmm. and then, and then you go you, up uh, the river and you meet the, uh, the world serpent. Yes. I had just got done finishing or meeting the world serpent. Okay. So, so I'm a little bit further than you, but okay. uh I'm trying to find, I'm looking on my computer right now, trying to find the, um, the worlds. Yeah. So I can say where I'm at. And honestly, folks, if you haven't played God of War, if you have, I feel like that is about five hours into the game. Yeah. I mean, Uh, yeah, it's a long game. I, yeah. Like uh, reviews said it's about 20 hours and I feel like that could be true. So uh, and you're right. Like it does feel like a tutorial because I feel like this isn't spoiling anything. But right after you meet the witch, you get your, you know, your UI yeah. compass that tells you, you know, like your your goal tracking. Yes. Like like like. It, and I, I didn't I didn't I didn't even think about that. Oh like, no! You get, it was freaking me out that I was like, where am I supposed to go right now? I don't have any like cursor. There's no compass at the top of the screen. 
And, you know, I uh, I was okay without it because they do a, such a good job with uh, Kratos and Atreyu or Atreus, like, telling you where you got to go. Yes. Because, you know, Atreus will, like, run on ahead and he'll be like, what's that, Papa? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> hey, look at that. Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, that was that was really cool. And I thought and, and I didn't even think about it. And, and then now that it's there, I feel like it it makes the game feel less epic to me so and I, you and feel I get like it, you and I know have why to go there. that direction versus being able to just kind of look wherever you wanted to go when in reality you still were being told where to go I but now visually you're like dang it I have to go this way it's it's gonna be stuck <laughs> in my head like okay this is like like before I would get lost and I'm like I don't know where I'm going but I'm exploring you know yeah uh, and then now, like now that I see this 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 gold tracker, I feel like okay, now I know I'm exploring, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I I know why it's there, and and I get it, and I respect that. But uh, but for me, yeah, it's such a what's the word? Like, it's such a big obvious thing that I'm always going to be looking at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get I, that. I, so like before. I was I was uh, enraptured in this game in a completely different way, right. you know. And I was oh, trying to progress yes, through yeah, the yeah, story. Yeah. I got you. And I was looking around, and you know, like, okay, is this the right room? Or oh, look, now I found uh, one of the storyboards, or I found uh, one of the, the the runic chests, you know. Yep. Um, but then now I'm just going to be going through, and you know, okay, this now I'm uh, I know that this path isn't going to take me to the main story. Like this path is going to take me to uh, a secret because the gold the gold tracking is different i guess mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i see what you mean but it's still a great game and i had i'm having so much fun with it um and when we were talking about it on the last podcast uh, i keep on playing it and thinking about if if this was a god of war in the vein of how the other ones were like this is a like how would it look how would it feel you know and and i feel like they can't like it's this game couldn't be a God of War in like an action adventure God of War the way that all the previous ones were. I've actually, this is the first God of War game that I've played. So um, it's a good one to get into. I mean, like if this is your first one, like this is well probably the best one. And I feel like the way that the game is set up, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's almost like, oh, we've got this huge franchise. We're going to have people who've already played the game, but we're also going to have people who um, haven't, you know, but I feel like you've played the other games, the first ones. Yeah, but I haven't beat any of them. Okay. Like, I've, I've played maybe one, two, uh, and three, and a couple for the PSP, and there's one more for PS3 called Ascension that I haven't even touched. But but they, I think they did a good job of making the game approachable from a new standpoint, but mm-hmm. also interesting from a we've played this guy before standpoint. Right. And, you know, um, knowing Kratos's past makes this game much more, uh, much more of an experience. So I uh, before I played the game, you know, there was a couple of uh, I went on YouTube and I found a couple of like, backstories on Kratos or, you know, the origin of Kratos and stuff just to kind of catch up. Yeah. Bunch of Kratos primer, if you will. And um uh 
I'm I'm interested because you know obviously the previous God of Wars took place with Greek mythology and then now this one's like Norse mythology. Yes. And I wonder if it's going to come full circle. And you know people who've played the game and beat it, uh, they know if it has or hasn't, right? But no spoilers because I'm not nope. there yet. Right. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> so I'm super excited about this, and you know I'm I'm doing a lot to stay away from you know other podcasts that are talking about it or even on like my youtube feed there's a whole bunch of god of war stuff that's popping up and uh even just from like the little thumbnails that they're showing there's like a lot of spoiler in that and i feel like certain parts of the game might be ruined for me but i don't know where that fits into where i'm playing the game at so so i don't here's a question do you do you feel that way about most games that you play uh, what do you mean? Um, that you don't want to know what happens, or, uh, or is it just primarily with like a franchise that you're excited about? Uh, I feel like I I really like to experience the game for myself the way that the game developer intended me to enjoy that experience or enjoy that game. So you know, like there's a lot of people who go and they try to break the game. You know what I mean? And they have a lot of fun uh, messing with glitches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do that. I like, you know, I really appreciate the stories and I like my beginning, my middle and my end. Uh, And I like the flow. I like if they're trying to tell me about a certain character, like I want to know about that character, um, you know, or what's the story, what's the motive and stuff like that. Right. Um, And a lot of that just kind of relates to like how I feel about storytelling and how I feel about movies, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, I really like my the video game to be uh, this great storytelling mechanic. that, that that tells me a good story right so i don't i don't like spoilers <laughs> so much you know but if it's been like uh you know it's like i said like i haven't played i haven't beat god of war 3 it's been like eight years since god of war 3 came out so i mean if somebody wanted to tell me how god of war 3 ended yeah i think i'd be okay with that right yeah um I, that's interesting because i um, we have a household of gamers. So, um, because my gaming time is so limited, there's oftentimes where, um, I may start a game and then Tyler, my son will have it finished before I've even hit like chapter two of the game or whatever. Um, so he's already done with the main storyline of God of War and you, it's still open. So he's going back and finishing some higher level things. Um, And I don't mind watching him play. Um, To me, I enjoy the gameplay um, of this game. Um, And plus I can see what he's doing. He's a Mm better, he's a better gamer than I am. Um, He's quicker. So I can see, okay, if Tyler can do this, then when I get to this point, I'm going to need to make sure that I'm prepared or like, I'm going to have to do this a little differently because I play differently than he does. But it's game specific because when we were all playing Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. I don't, if you're in like, if I walk in the room and you're playing or there's a cutscene, you turn, you tell me spoilers and then I'll turn right back around. (laughs) So yeah. for me, I think it's game dependent. Yeah, um, I can see that. And I feel like uh, maybe it's game dependent for me too. But like, like let's say if, um, if there's a game that I'm just absolutely not interested in and I know that if I do play it, it's just because 
I'm bored or I need something to do with my thumbs or something like that, then I feel like I would be okay with, with hearing something like that. Or if somebody really appreciates a game uh, and they like, Hey Lonnie, like you have to play this game. Like this is such a great game. And I'm going to be like, tell me why it's such a great game. (laughs) Sell Uh, me on it. Sell me on it. And then I, so, so I've played a couple of games based on people's recommendations Mm -hmm. and I did appreciate them. And I knew a little bit about going, uh, I knew a little bit about it, like going into it. Um, But for the most part, I really do like to experience. Yeah. Firsthand. The game. Right. Yeah. On my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But that's why like, there's like a lot of games like, um, you know, they're talking about like, there's like a new mechanic called like systematic games or systemic games. Have you heard of that? Uh, I have heard that, but I don't know anything about it, but the term sounds familiar. Okay. So think about, uh, you know, monster hunter could be something like that, or um, even like fallout um, where, you know, my experience and your experience can be completely different just, just because of the way that the game mechanics interact with each other. Yes. Uh, so for example, like I was playing monster hunter the other day and uh, I, for, I was, I was fighting this dragon and he's a pretty intense dragon and I was kicking his ass to, you know, I was really whooping him and that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. For me. Uh, well, those, those dragons are hard. He was uh, running up, like running away. I had this, he was cowering and, he was running up this uh, this tree, and then one of like the uh, epic dragons in the game mm-hmm. just comes out out of nowhere and just like whoops everybody's ass. <laughs> like he picks up the <laughs> he picks up the uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex looking dragon that I was fighting. Yeah, and, and he picks him up and he just flies off like halfway across the <clears throat> like the map and just drops him. And you can see just like all of his hit points just like go down like nothing, right? And I was like, man, this thing is crazy. <laughs> and I, I'm running and I'm chasing him. And as I'm chasing him, like, I'm watching these two dragons fight each other. And then, like, you know, um, he falls on, like, some poison plant. So now he's getting poisoned. Yeah. You know, and, and it's crazy. And, and I think that's, like, the systemic game, like, where just the systems just kind of create an experience for you. So even though... Uh, like the main story can get spoiled, like the experience, like the gameplay yes. is completely unique based on however those things are, <clears throat> are interacting at the time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's one of the crazy things about Monster Hunter is that it's not just you versus the monsters. The monsters attack each other. The plants are poisonous. Like yeah. there's crazy stuff that happens in that game that's Mm -hmm. that's how they built it it's like super mega open world yeah um dark souls is the same way Um, oh gosh have you have you (laughs) and i know i know that you're a big fallout fan i am a big fallout fan but just real quick about dark souls okay that is a game that i refuse to play because i've watched my boys play and you literally they they are a hundred times better gamers than i am and they die so much and i know Mm -hmm. that's the point of the game but i that to me is just a game that that won't be fun like if i just keep dying it's not it's not even fun but they love it anyway i do love fallout um or did you want to say about dark souls (laughs) no no no. i was just gonna say like that's a systemic game too right we're like you know it's it's a ass kicker of a game but then like if I said, oh, this is how I beat the boss, and then you can tell me how you beat it. Yes. Completely different, Exactly, right? right. So, like, even though the ending is the same, like, the middle 
is completely different. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, then I was just going to talk about Fallout because I feel like Fallout's that same way. It is very much so. And it's, I think, even bigger on a bigger scale than Dark Souls just because they're, I mean, like, it sometimes I, um, well, first of all, game UI or is probably like a dream job for me. So I, when I play these games, oftentimes I think about how they're built, how, how they've written the story. And, and I'm, I'm a storyteller myself too. I, I have done that in the past. So like, so for me, it's not just the game experience, but it's also like trying to understand how they built these games and the fallout franchise. And I've started with, what was it? Three fallout three. Fallout 3 yeah. for me too, yeah. Um, and then New Vegas and then Fallout 4. So the previous games I never played. Um, I think they might even have been only PC games at that point. I played, which was a yeah. console game. So, But there's different endings. There's um, different factions. And then with each game, there's all kinds of different mechanics. The, like the most recent one, you can build settlements you can be bad, you can be good. I mean, there's like, you can be a little bit in between. I can't even imagine, like, if you laid out post-it notes of all, like, the little storylines that these guys have written for these games. Insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a YouTuber that I follow. His name is Mark Brown. Uh, and he has, uh, his show is called Game Maker's Toolkit. Um and, and he deep dives into like game mechanics and just how they work and like, you know, how a player can experience uh-huh. them. And in one of his uh, episodes, he talks about Fallout New Vegas. And there is this mission where you have to, where it takes place at a casino. And I guess you have to like, you know, rob the casino essentially or yeah. something or assassinate this one guy. Um, but there's so many different ways that you can do it depending on like, you know, the characteristics that you've built. Cause you can just run in and blast everybody yeah. away. Or like if you're, um, whenever I play those games, I like to do like luck and like, Hi, yep, me too. High stealth, and, high luck. Then, <laughs> yeah. So then, so then you get the extra dialogue options. Yeah. High you know? charisma. Yep. Um, and, and then, and then, uh, he, uh, so you can play the game where you're not killing anybody at all where you're just convincing everybody that you're doing the uh-huh. right thing. And then you don't even like when, when you get to the, to the safe, you can either blow it up, you can lock pick it, or you can convince somebody to give you the key. So like, um, yeah, like that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. And that, that's kind of like, uh, that user, that, that player yeah. experience that I think that you're yes. talking about where, uh, that doesn't get spoiled. Like, I think I would like people to tell me about their experience that like, you know, how they enjoyed that game. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, the Phantom Pain is another game. That's exactly like that, where you could like, I'm not, I'm not ruining the game for you, but I'm telling you about the experience that I had playing with it. And then whatever happens in my game is completely different or some crazy, whatever happens in my game. And I have to like run around and tell somebody about it. Uh, I think that's what I like about those style right, of games. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Metal Gear Solid, I think I saw that was the free game on the Xbox One next next month. Yeah. So I may have yeah. the I may download that and play it because I've never played that. That's a yeah. great game. Yeah, I really yeah. I love Fallout. I love the open world. I uh, like you. I play stealth, 
and high charisma, high luck. Um, I do, I mean, I kill things, so I don't try to not kill things. Um, but I always mm-hmm. try to, um, do it so I don't get caught, of course. Um, I just, I like finding stuff. I will look in every single box. When I play a game where I, you don't have to find things, it stresses. I'm like, why? Why can't I go find things? <laughs> right. <laughs> why? Where's One all the, the chests that, have... that I'm supposed to open and look for? Like, to me, that's just so, so exciting. Um, One of the things that bugs me about, like, the Fallout games, if, like, if uh, you don't pick a you know, you're trying to like lock pick a chest or you can't open it and then it's like locked forever because you mess yeah. it up. Bugs the <laughs> shit out of me. I and think they fixed like, that in four. Yeah, because really? I've broken like, a lot of things, a lot of lock picks, and I can still just keep trying. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I ever rage out on a game until like I can't like lock pick or stealth stealthfully enter a room yeah. or whatever. And then it gets locked out right forever. well and the safes too for that one um because you because they're the hacking of the safes or not i'm sorry the hacking of the computers um and i mm-hmm. think again those were primarily in three um but i also figured out how to hack the computers in fallout so it just takes a little bit more time um so i don't um lock them up as much as i used to but yes in fallout 3 that was like you're like, seriously, I only get one try at this. I can't even come back and try it again when I have higher levels or whatever. So that was frustrating. I agree. But Bethesda did that yeah. with Skyrim too. If you, um, they have, if you like mess up on a master lock, then you're just screwed too bad. And yeah. That's, that's it, it. Right. Yeah. So that's why I always got to make sure that my lock pick is like <laughs> top notch, my stealthiness or my charisma, whatever that one does, like the luck, I need to make sure that that's way mm-hmm. up there. Did I tell you that Fallout 3 is the game that saved me? Because I, I feel like there was a time where I was going to like swear off video games. And uh, someone convinced me to buy Fallout 3. Hey there. <laughs> we got disconnected. Yep. And you know what? I'm trying to go look through this app, but there might be a good chance that we lost all that audio. No. I know. It was so good, too. So... It doesn't uh, say that. All right. Well, well. it said that it was like, it said that it was like publishing or like uh, whatever, doing whatever. So it automatically um, publishes when you, when it stops? Well, no, I think I I said converting, I think. And I think it was converting it. And, you know, like it was about like 40 minutes of audio. So I don't know if when I look at, when I look at my, uh, my drafts, it doesn't say it doesn't say that I have any audio in there just yet. Oh no! So <laughs> I know I'm such. I'm. Let's think on the positive side, okay? okay. I mean, these no, guys are like this. This app is a big deal, so they maybe they accounted for things like that. <laughs> oh, it's there. It's there too. Yeah, we're safe. Okay, good. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, so then. Uh, yeah, where were we? Uh, so, we're talking. We were talking about Fallout. We had a drop call, <laughs> and then shit like yeah. that happened. You know, technology. Okay, but I was gonna say, did I tell you that Fallout Three was? Oh the yes, game that saved you. Tell me, tell me about that. that. Saved me. All right, so um, 
I uh, I was working with for GameStop at this time, and I was a manager. And this was like probably like a very like low point in my, my in my life in my career. It wasn't that GameStop sucked. It was just like a lot of other things that were was happening around yeah. the same time. It was very stressful. <clears throat> so I was just like, I don't have time to play video games. I just got to worry about all this, this, and this, and this. And then I'm not going to play video games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I think the last game I bought was Gears of War two. Well, Gears of War 2 and Fallout 3 came out around the same time. And um, my assistant manager at that time, he was so stoked for Fallout 3, like super stoked. <clears throat> and for me, like, it didn't, I didn't even like bat an eye at it. Like, I wasn't even interested. I didn't even read about it just because I didn't yeah, care. Yeah. Right. And then um, I trade in, you know, I go in and I, I just have extra games to trade in and I'm trading them in. And I had all this extra like store credit mm-hmm. left. And my my assistant manager his, his name was pete he goes why don't you get fallout okay <laughs> so i got fallout put it in and then uh like on my days off i would play the game like at seven o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning and then uh and then it was like six o'clock at night just like that and i had no idea how that happened. and you weren't very and- far in the game <laughs> Yeah, but but I had I had put so many like hours like into it, and it was like every day it was such a life sucker. Like I had put like I had drained hours of my life into that game, and it was so refreshing, you know. And and I would go to the map, and then I would only explore one sector of that map. I remember there was like nine little sectors. Yeah, and I would try to do as much as I can inside one sector before I would go on to the next. Um, but yeah, like I was. I was ready to swear off games. I thought, you know, like, oh, these games aren't going to do anything. Like, I feel like I got them all figured out and they're not going to get any better. But, man, like, Fallout, like, really blew me away. And I'm happy that yeah. it did because, Br- brought you back. man, I love video yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was such a good game. That was the first um, really kind of impactful game for me as well in a in a sense of, like, I found – my gameplay style like it was like this this is my game this is how I like to play games um I I mean I called myself a gamer officially before that but I'd pretty much like you like Gears of War Halo those kind of shooters but I this was the first time I played and I was like okay okay now now this is it this is me I got this yeah yeah it was yeah cool I actually just got a friend of mine who is not much of a gamer um, in he bought four and I was like, he's like, Hey, I've got some time. I'm going to play some games. What do you suggest? And I was like, well, what do you, what do you want? Like, what, what's your gameplay? Cause I think how you play games depends on what games you'll like. Um, yeah. And I convinced him to do um, game of the year edition. So he gets all the DLCs and everything like that. And so I'm excited to um to hear from him what he thinks of the game because i love it so much um i mean and for those of you listening um we i recently started um dungeon mastering uh for uh, a group of friends lonnie and his wife included um and my first instinct was to go to a post-apocalyptic type fallout world for like building this universe that i want to play in so Mm -hmm. um 
so I was excited to even just get back into the game for ideas. I've played, I've played it so many times, so many different ways. And so, like, honestly, I can't, if I would look at the hours I've played this game, it's probably really, really embarrassing, but I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, but, but if you were to like GM any type of like fantasy role-playing game, I feel like one set inside like a post-apocalyptic world war three, uh, <clears throat> nuclear blown up type environment like that's your jam like that's, that's yeah all you, right? yeah that's that's my jam that's all me I would I, I I like fantasy world and I've read fantasy books um and magic I love that but I don't know that I would be comfortable enough GMing that kind of world I would love to play in that world um yeah but being in charge of that world I wouldn't feel comfortable I'm totally comfortable with this this gameplay that we're doing right now so i'm excited about it cool all right so we got a little bit of time left uh i wrote a couple of questions okay. here um i'm gonna ask you these questions and you tell me which one you want to talk okay. about okay all right so then uh i asked uh ios or android and then would you ever consider switching uh we could talk more about fallout or your favorite game well i think we hit that one fallout Three right. Fallout series franchise is probably my number one favorite game franchise. Oh, okay. My other question is, uh, we could talk about Destiny 2 and whether you think it's a success or not. Um, or whatever you want to talk about. Um, well, how much time? Uh, let's give it about I 10 think more Destiny minutes. Destiny is a good topic. I think it requires longer than 10 minutes. Um, okay. So... So let's table that one. Okay. Um, let's talk tech. I can talk tech. <clears throat> All right, cool. So I am currently iOS. Um, I have a MacBook Pro. I have iOS phone. I have the 8 Plus. Um, and I have been iOS for probably... Um, I don't know, a long time. But there was an mm -hmm. interim of like six years where I had a office job that required me to have office-y uh, corporate type email. Um, yeah. So like the, you know, Microsoft Exchange email. I see. So yeah. I had to switch to Android for that time period for like six years. Um, okay. So when I quit that job, and I switched back to Apple, it was mm -hmm. really stressful for me because I had gotten so used to, um, and it was not, it wasn't a Blackberry, you know, it was, um, I don't remember what it was, probably a Samsung or something, but it, it had apps and it was fun, <clears throat> but I'd gotten so used to the businessy type um, uh, usage and functionality that you get out of it, that going back to Apple I was like, oh, this is going to be so stressful. Um, so it took me a while to get back into the iPhone. I have, I have been okay. a MacBook Pro person for, uh, I would say, 10 plus years. And I moved to that primarily because I, was, I did a lot of, um, for a very long time, gosh, close to 15 years, um, editing, book, fiction book editing um, and, and traveling mm -hmm. for that kind of thing. So I needed laptops. Um, 
and I was basically going through one IBM or Windows-based laptop a year. So, like, imagine $700, $800, $900 a year just because of the battery life and and storage and all these things. And, I mean, I'm no spring chicken, so I've been around computers a long time. And they're getting better and better, and obviously. Um, So I kept trying to get better computers, but it was just still within, like, every year, every other year. So finally, I was like, all right, let's just do this. So I bumped up to the MacBook Pro. Um, I I had no problems with it, and then it got stolen. So I had to get – yeah, no, it got stolen. Oh, that's My the worst. My house got broken into, and they're like, all these, we have all these game things. Uh, so we, like, we lost an Xbox. We lost uh, my MacBook. Um, I think it was the Xbox 360 at the time. So I got another one, but I've had this one since then. It's a 2011 version. Um, so I've had it one, but it's, it's time now for an upgrade, um, for me. So I'm going to actually get another one probably within the next couple months. Um, for, for school, I do a lot of graphic design, um, graphic programs, Adobe programs, and, um, I'm going to continue to do that, um, after school and I need something, with faster processing, um, still with the ability to kind of handle multiple big graphical programs. Um, you know, having Adobe Illustrator open at the same time I have Adobe Photoshop open right now is a uh-huh. challenge because <clears throat> this computer is just, it's had its moments. It's senior. It's a senior laptop. <laughs> right. So 2011 in like computer years, man, that's like, that's like 300 yeah, years I know, but it's kept up. I mean, it's really been very, um, uh, like I, I don't have any problems really other than like the battery at this point and, um, the speed and storage. So, but again, I'm using it for different things. If I was just doing word processing or, you know, like checking my Facebook or Pinterest or whatever, like yeah. I would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even change it out. Cause I would just sit where I could plug it in. I've got one of the extension plugs and just leave it there. But because I have need to do so much more <clears throat> um, graphical things with it and have the yeah. ability to handle those larger, larger files, um, it's time for an upgrade. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, what was I going to ask? Did you, uh, can I be there when you shop for your new <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I'm probably going to have to order it because the things I want are, like, custom, custom, like, I, I want this speed. I could look it up and tell you what all the specs are if you want. Um, yeah. But can I complain about my phone? Can I do that? Or, or do you... <laughs> I mean, I... I mean, I mean are I'm you gonna, going to? I'm going to complain I about mean... my phone. So, yeah, okay. Um you don't need yeah. to ask me permission. I was very confused. <laughs> I am very, obviously, um, I have a whole household full of Apple products, um, iOS-based yeah. things. <clears throat> um, I have had so many problems with this 8 Plus, and I bumped up to the Plus. I didn't really want to. I don't really, I, I'm a small purse woman, so mm-hmm. the phone is pretty much the size of my purse right now. But oh, I wow. love the camera capabilities. Um, I am not a photographer, but I like taking pictures and good pictures. And so I bumped up to the 8 Plus. And 
I, and I know other people that have eight plus and they don't have problems. They haven't had problems, but I've had a lot of problems with um, the multi-touch screen. Um, I've taken it in twice. I'm going to take it in again (laughs) because it's still not right. So it's like it's shifted and it's off the last time they changed the screen. And they're very accommodating in fixing it and adjusting it. But that's one of my beefs. I also have a beef. And it's funny because learning uh, user experience and uh, possibly going into that as a a career when I'm done with school. Mm -hmm. um, One of the assignments for this latest class that I had was to take something that you would redesign what's what what has a bad user experience and how would you fix it so one of my my choice was using apple's calendar because the calendar uh, is not intuitive it it's very clunky and um i hate it i really do but i have to use it so here's my here's an example um we shared calendars which is a positive you know so i can put my right. work schedule yeah. in and um my husband ryan can see when i'm working so he can see when he has to make dinner or whatever because i work mostly nights gotcha. um yeah but i can't um like copy a event um because a lot of times my schedule is the same but it's not always the same so you have the ability to make a calendar event Um, you know, like, oh, let's repeat once a week. Let's repeat once a month. Let's repeat once a year. But I may have like, uh, that's not what I want. I want to be able to just take this event that I did last Monday and copy it to the, to the following Monday instead of typing it in all the same time. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Have have you tried drag and dropping? Oh my God. Are you going to tell me there's a way to do this? (laughs) I don't know. I just, I feel like I haven't tried, but I will try drag and dropping. So so yeah. continuing with the calendar. So that's kind of something that I like, I have repeatable things, but there's not a way mm-hmm. to easily make them. I have to actually type them all in. So with the latest gotcha. update, they have this, um, they have, they came up with, oh, well, kind of similar to their predictive typing. Um, you've typed in Starbucks before. Here's, here's a suggestion for you. Great kind of along the lines of copying it, but it will only take the last Starbucks appointment. So say for example, my schedule on Saturday is a 12 noon to 5.30 PM. And I'm typing in my Monday schedule, which is always 4.45 to close. Um, When it pulls it up, it says, oh, hey, Starbucks, 12 to 5.30 on Monday. No, it's not 12 to 5.30 on Monday. It was 12 to 5.30 on Saturday. So so oh, even I if I select it and it like auto fills everything, I have to then go back in and make those changes to that specific day. Does that make sense? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So that's a frustration. It. Even more stuff. I'm, I'm Like Apple should be listening. If you're listening, Apple, you can come talk to me. Uh... I can tell you. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Nobody, nobody. I'm just saying, you never know. <laughs> at the Tina Burns Twitter, me, okay? Yeah. That's, you know, let me know. I'll tell you what it is. So here's the other, here's the last thing. If I uh, say, okay, say I work 445, 445, whatever. 
I accept the previous one because it's the same, but I, then my, my schedule changes and I have to work maybe an hour longer at the end. So when it, when you adjust the end on a saved event, it automatically adjusts the beginning to the same amount of hours to match like to that match eight hour the time to match whatever. the hours that it was saved at previously. So again, it's just yeah. adding more work. So yes, I'm an Apple fan. I like iOS, but they need some work on their calendar. <laughs> yeah, they need to expand a bit. Have you? Uh, so some Mac, some Mac rumors um, that I've been hearing about, like iOS and yeah. stuff like that, is that. Um, the Mac OS and the iOS, um, they're going to merge eventually. So in the future, your MacBook uh-huh. is going to be very iPad-like. Um, think of like iPad style or iOS style apps on your iPad or on your Mac. How do you feel about that? Um, I kind of work that way anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess... Can you give me an example? Because, I mean, I'm looking at my laptop screen right now, and there's just a bunch of apps. Okay, so think about um, the way that Messages looks on Mm -hmm. MacBook, and think about how Messages looks on uh, the iOS, like an iPhone or on your iPad. Yeah, it's two Uh, different things, right? You're right. Now it is two different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, but then I like... Uh, I message on my MacBook a lot, especially when I'm at work, but then I really appreciate having my iOS messages at because it has all of those like extra apps yeah, that you put stuff. in there now, yeah. like, like the GIF <laughs> exactly. and stuff like that. Whoa, so whoa, think whoa. About, like, we may have to talk about this on another podcast. You just said GIF? Yeah, it's, it's been GIF. <laughs> I have, I have, uh, I have, I found an article where the creator of the GIF announces it. Oh. GIF. Man, so you may have to send me that one. GIF. Okay, anyway, keep going. So anyhow, I like to send those GIFs <laughs> or, you know, like the uh, the um, the maps or the, uh, what is it, like the uh, follow me or find me or find my friends yeah. or whatever. Like all those yeah. little things. Like, so you could be able to do that. Or just think about the way that, um, just think about the the way that like pages looks on the uh, iOS and then think about how pages looks on On the computer, the Mac OS. And then think about them just kind of being blended together to where it's going to look more iOS. I think that would be fun. I, I use them independent of each other. Um, I think what, like, for example, I have the app Slack for, I have it both on my, on my MacBook and on my phone and it is the same the same inner interactions, same interfaces and things like that. So um, I think that'd be good. I mean, but I use them independent of each other. I don't message on my laptop. I'm, I, that kind I of thing. You. So I don't know that it would have that yeah. much of an impact, but that sounds cool. But like I said, with Slack, it's the same either way. And I can pick up conversations, you know, like that I've been typing in on my computer and then I got to run to the store mm-hmm. or whatever, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not texting and driving, but just saying like, I can take my phone with me and still continue that conversation. So that would be, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 All right, Tina, I think we have a full podcast. What do you, what do you think? Why do you, how do you think that? Um, I think it went great uh, outside of the little, you know, technical glitch that, that might've been my fault. I don't know my first times. So, um, but yeah, I, I had a blast. I mean, I could talk about this stuff all night long. So 
I'm excited to do it again next time and add throw Jason in the mix and they'll be even better. I know him and I are we not uh, we're, we're kind of opposite on how we see things. So you know, plus it's always good to it's have that good. female perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. All right. So then all those people out there, if you're listening, if you like what you heard, go ahead and leave us a message with the Anchor app on iOS or Android. You can leave us uh, voice messages. And if uh, you want to ask us questions or anything like that, yeah. we can upload them on for the podcast. Topics you want to hear us talk about? You. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as of now, like uh, uh, Pogi podcast is published everywhere. Um I know for a fact that it's on the Anchor app. It's on Pocket Cast. It's also on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, and then Radio uh, Radio Newscast. Let me find out exactly what that's called. We are on... I'm, I'm looking on the computer now because <laughs> we're available on four platforms, it tells <laughs> me. Uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio News Radio, Easy. Yep, Radio News Easy. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, man, it was good. Thank you very much. No problem. Do you have a? Do you have like a sign off? Like, this is team. I don't know. Off. I'll have to come up with one. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> think of one. I will think of one for next time. Peace. All right. All right. Bye. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>